Good morning, everybody. Something that came up last night, a member of my community called that he is currently in the middle of a dintara. There's another business that is suing him, Alpi Halacha, which he's allowed to do. And what is the claim? The claim is Hasagas Gavul, that he opened the business. It was too close to the person who opened, who had another pre-existing business, and he's taking away some of the parnasa of the other individual. So this man called me up, and I'm just going to preface it by saying he's absolutely wrong, but I just have to formulate exactly why he's wrong. But we know that he's wrong. So this is, this is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm just inviting you into what's going in inside of my head right now. So I didn't say it yet. What do you mean which one's wrong? I didn't say anything. Give me a second. So here's what happened. He called up. He called up. And he's being, he's being sued. What's the problem? He's being sued because he took away Parnassar from someone else. So he said, I don't understand. The Gemara says in Masechus Yuma, Ein Adam nima. I can't take away something that was destined to be for you. The Gemara says that the Parnassar of a person is Ktsuvim lo me Rosh Hashanah ad Rosh Hashanah. Kaddish Baruch Hu decides how much money you're going to make, how much money you're going to lose. So how can he sue me? What do you mean, Hasagas Gvul? HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided either you're going to make this much Parnassar this year or you're not. It doesn't make a difference whether I open a store next door to you. That has no impact at all on what the outcome of your success or failure is going to be. This was his kasha. Now, he's absolutely wrong because we have an Isra in the Torah of Lasignov. So why would the Torah say you're not allowed to steal? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to have this, then you'll have it. And if he doesn't want you to have it, then it's going to be stolen from you. So I was thinking of a couple of examples to try to understand this question. So the Ramah in Hilchas Yom HaKippurim. In Hilchas Tshuva, the Ramah goes through a couple of things where he talks about what exactly is the process of Tshuva. So in Simon Tafresh Vav, the Ramah writes, what happens if somebody is motzi alav shemra? What happens if somebody spreads a terrible rumor about you and then later on he feels really bad about it, he comes back to you and he begs your mechila and he's very sincere and he feels really, really terrible about the damage that he caused to your reputation and you... Want to be mochalim, but you're not sure. You have mixed feelings. You know, I want to be you. I don't want to be the person who's going to stand on principle, stand on ceremony. On the other hand, I don't know how much damage you even caused. I don't know who you told us to, and I don't know who those people told it to, and the word has spread around. And who knows how we're going to ever get this word off of the street. Says the Ramah, Ein sarach limcholo. You have no obligation to be mochal that person. If he spreads motzi shamer about you, you have no obligation to forgive him. Why? The Mishnah Brewer explains, because... Maybe there are people who heard the original rumor that he spread, and they didn't hear the retraction. I remember in, in my own family, there were people who would attack my father in the newspaper, make up stories, write whatever they want, and then they would send him a private email, you know, we ask your mechila, we're sorry that we did it. You want to ask a mechila, then go to the same newspaper where you printed the first article, and write the retraction, and then there's what to talk about. Even then the Ramah says, you're not mechiv to be mochalim. Even then. Because you don't know. Maybe people read the first article and they didn't read the second article. So the Ramah says, you're not, I'm sorry, the Mishnah Bura says, the reason why you're not mechuyiv to be mochalim is because you never know who would have found out about the first and who maybe didn't hear about the second and therefore you have no chiyiv to be mochalim. No, why don't you say, if HaKadosh Baruch who wants your reputation to be damaged, it's going to be damaged. It doesn't matter. What do you mean? Maybe somebody heard about the first and not the second and you don't have to worry. The answer is, you do have to worry. We do think about these things. We are human beings. We're living in a society and this is the way we think about things. So. There's another very fascinating Gemara Masechah's Moed Katan. The Gemara Moed Katan has a very interesting story about Bein HaMetzarim. When you're in Avelus, so we know that you're not supposed to do things that are Mesameach. So we know that in the middle of the nine days, we don't make weddings. In the middle of the three weeks, we don't get married. Why? Because we hold back from doing Dvarim HaMesamchim. Now, says the Gemara, what about a person getting engaged in the middle of the three weeks, nine days? 
So the halacha is you're allowed to get engaged. Why are you allowed to get engaged? Isn't that a major simcha? So the Gemara says, yes, it is a major simcha. However, the problem is, maybe if you don't get engaged and you don't solidify the deal with this partner who you want to get married to, this man, with this woman, whoever it is that's getting engaged, maybe we're concerned that somebody else is going to go daven. They're going to see the person who you're dating. They're going to be so excited about them having the possibility of marrying that person. So if you don't make sure to lock it in, maybe that person is going to daven and steal the shidduch away from you. What does that mean, Shemei Kamenu Achaber Someone else is going to daven and steal your shidduch away? Don't we know the Gemara says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mazavik Zivugim, the Rebona Shalom, takes care of this. So what am I concerned about? Someone's going to daven and have more power than the Rebona Shalom himself? How can that be? It doesn't really make sense. So the Minchas Chinuch, sorry, the Sefer HaChinuch actually asks a very similar question by the story of Maket. HaKadosh Baruch Hu instructs all of us to make a Maket. And he says that you have to do it, because we don't want someone to fall off the roof. What do you mean? If it's destined that you should fall off the roof, then you're going to fall off the roof and die. And if not, so then what am I concerned about? So, why, why do I have to build a Makkah? Now, the truth is, so the Sefer Achinoch gets into a whole philosophical discussion to try to explain what that's all about. But Rashi and other Rishonim on Chumash explain it very simply. Yes, it's true. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a Zera on a person that he should die, and whatever it is, today's the day he's going to die. But who said you should be the one to kill him? Let him die another way. You don't want Megaglin Zakai. You don't want that you should be the one who was the cause of his death. Now, that doesn't mean you made him die earlier than he should have. If it wouldn't have been on your roof, it would have been a car accident, it would have been something else. Another reason why he would have died. HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided he should die, that's what it is. But still, the Rishonim say, that's why I should build a Makkah, because I don't want to be the one responsible, I don't want it on my hands, even though it was destined to be. So the Chavis HaLavavis and the Sharbi Tachon gets into this discussion at great length, and he writes, I'm just going to read one line. Nobody has the ability, says the Chavis Alavavos, to damage another person, to ruin another person's life. Unless you have the permission of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be able to do that. So what does that mean? So now I go and I steal from someone. I take away something that's very important to him. I get in a car accident and I ruin his car. Something happens, right? So, so how do you look at that? It means HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to happen. So what's my involvement? What's my involvement? It means HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes around this person that they shouldn't have that item. Just, I'm the Russia because I decided to go ahead and commit the act of theft. I'm the one who decided to do Hasagas Gvul. So I'm taking away your Parnassah. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided anyway your Parnassah is going to be taken away. The Rebona Shalom decided that this year you're not going to have as much as you had last year. I don't have to be the shliach. I don't have to be the one who gets involved in such terrible activity, but it's going to happen to you anyway. Now, when we're talking about a Bezdin, the Bezdin can't work that way. What are you going to say? So we shouldn't prosecute anybody because the Rebun Shalom decided this is what should be. I, I go ahead, Rahman al-Latzan, I kill someone. So you'll say, what do you mean? The Rebun Shalom decided you should be killed. So what? We should have no, we should have no system of checks and balances. We should have totally Hefker because HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that this is how things should run. Again, it's a much, much bigger sugya than uh, five minutes long. But it's something to think about, something that this person I thought actually has a very good question. He's coming from a very evil place to ask the question. He knows he's doing wrong. And there are halachas and chashemish, but when we say hasagas gavul applies and when perhaps it doesn't, that's what the Bezdin has to figure out. So he's not coming from a kosher source, but it's something that really makes me think about the general topic, which is how do you reconcile this idea of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hashkacha and at the same time thinking about our place and all of that, and how do you put both of those pieces together? Very, uh, very interesting, thought-provoking idea.